shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for we give God praise She's working today. She actually took time to help. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. Amen. Can we open our Bibles to the book of Hebrews, chapter 9? Uh, we'll just continue from Thursday. We'll continue from where. Um, Femi stopped on Thursday. And I'll be starting from, uh, I'll just, I'll start from verses 11. Amen. I'll, I'll begin from verses 11. So, um, we're at Hebrews chapter 9. Uh, we'll begin from verse 11. Um, today we're going to be focusing in on uh, the conscience. Amen. Uh, the conscience. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, the conscience is a very critical part of our system. In fact, the conscience is what connects your, your spirit to your soul. Yeah, and uh, we all know that you get born again, what God begins to relate with is your spirit. So it means that if that voice is not connecting, then you are not connecting God. Uh -huh. So many a times, uh, what does the enemy go after? He wants to go after our conscience. So the Bible calls it searing with hot iron. He wants to melt it. So that even though you may want God, if the thing is burnt up, it is seared with hot iron, you will not be able to relate with God. Mm. And if you cannot relate with God, then somewhere they've gotten you. Mm. Amen. He has confidence that he has gotten you. So we're going to be speaking about the conscience, uh, the conscience of man. Mm. Uh, I, I believe, I trust, I'm trusting the Lord that this will be a blessing to us this morning mm. as we begin to uh, open the scriptures. Mm. Amen. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. Uh, so Hebrews chapter 9, I'm reading from verse 11. 11 to, um, I'll say maybe 15. I'll go to 15. Uh, the Bible says, But Christ, being come an high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, but neither by the blood of goats and cows, but by his own blood, entered in once into the holy place, having obtained what? Eternal redemption. So what did he obtain for us? Eternal uh, what did he obtain for you? Eternal redemption. Uh, meaning eternal, meaning is a, a permanent redemption. It's a complete redemption. There is no 
the thing is it is a permanent redemption that's what jesus you see why it's good to follow jesus when you are following jesus you are following somebody who has purchased eternal redemption for you amen, amen. you get me uh don't you like to follow people who have things who are rich that's all who are well to do <laughs> jesus is the most well-to-do being you can ever meet you can ever encounter he's the most blessed that you can ever meet that the bible says blessed be god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings he put it in who in christ that's all so by following jesus we are following the most blessed man uh, amen not only on earth also in heaven the most blessed man who was it was made more excellent he obtained a more excellent name than the angels so um there's no way you can follow jesus and it's been a mistake amen there's no way you can stay with jesus there's no way you can continue with jesus and it's a mistake you, you will say you have made an error no there's no way I, am i communicating yes. there's zero possibility of following jesus and saying that uh, and thinking or being afraid that you may go into a pitfall you know that's one of the things that enemy likes to make us afraid so that's that man this christ thing is not working it's not going anywhere no it's because it's going somewhere amen it's because when anything is going somewhere they have to paint another image as though it's not going anywhere that's why the shame comes i'm not ashamed of the gospel we taught all of that before amen well guess what this man has purchased eternal uh, can i hear you say eternal eternal redemption and for who for me for us amen Amen. Amen. It means for anyone who follows him. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter to anyone who obeys him. Amen. Amen. Obtain eternal salvation for all those who what? Obey him. So the, by following Jesus, by obeying Jesus, what have you done? You have signed contract with eternal salvation. Amen. Amen. You have signed contract with eternal salvation. You have signed contract with eternal redemption. That's what has happened by following Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Uh, on the I know most of us are aware that the city is uh, requiring people to wear masks now out there. Uh, so it's good. Amen. It's a good thing because if you understand how the coronavirus spreads, uh, it, it, the droplets can come to your nose, enter your mouth. It's mostly your mouth. Or through your nose right that's where you can enter and you can get it so they are recommending or not recommending they're requiring people to wear masks amen in public spaces amen so already thank god last week i was i was i was getting marks from different places so i have a lot of marks so if you ever need a marks just come and ask me amen uh, in fact, we, I, on Thursday, I brought one box over here. So if you feel that you ever need a max, just uh, you can ask me. or I think you can pick up from any location, Tim Hortons or McDonald's, and just pick it up uh, so that we can be safe. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Can I continue? It says, uh, Neither by the blood of uh, goats or cows, but by his own blood. By his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us verse 13 for if the blood of bulls and of goats and 
the ashes of an ifa sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh how much more shall the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to god to purge our conscience from dead works to serve the living god amen amen, amen. amen. I'm guessing we are ready in the house this morning. Yeah, you see. Yeah. So, what did why did Jesus offer? There, there are many things that were said in this scripture that really covers all the processes of the offering. Amen. He talked about uh, how much more shall the blood of Christ? Number one. So, how much more shall the blood of Christ? But it didn't. But it was true something. So how much more about the, about the blood of Christ? How does the blood how does the blood of Christ dispense to us? Through his the eternal spirit. That's the reason why he says it's better for you that I go. When I go, I will pray the Father, He will send you the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We're gonna break this thing down today. Amen. Amen. So how do you receive the blood of Christ? They say true. True means this is the medium. Am I communicating? This is the medium that you receive this blood. Amen. Amen. This is the, because the blood of Christ has contained some things. Are you with me? Contains some things. It's called information of Christ. It's called the knowledge of Christ. Amen. 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 Who through what? The eternal spirit. Now let's compare scripture with scripture. Now hold that. Let's go to John chapter 14. We're going to see this thing. What he was meaning there. John chapter 14. Amen. Amen. Verse 15. It says, Are we there? John chapter 14 from verse 15. It says, If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Now, who is this comforter? Even the Spirit of truth. Who is that? That's the eternal spirit, not so. So that's the eternal spirit. So why? So you will pray the Father, and He will give you another comforter. I may abide with you forever. So who is this comforter? He's going to abide with you what? Forever. That means He is what? He's eternal. Am I communicating? That means He's eternal, not so. So who is He? Even the Spirit of Truth. So this is the Spirit of Truth who is going to abide with you forever. That's the eternal spirit. Amen. So the reason for the eternal spirit, who is the spirit of truth, is to bring the to bring the blood of Jesus to you, to bring the blood of the Lamb to you, which He offered. Amen. Am I communicating? Is it? It looks mysterious, but is it not simple now? So how, how do one how do one receive the blood of Jesus? Is through that eternal spirit. Is the reason why to get you born again. What, they, what actually happened to get you born again is that they send you the eternal spirit. They send you the Holy Ghost. So the Bible will now say that he who is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. Amen. So 
to get you born again is to give you the eternal spirit because the eternal spirit is going to bring the blood of Jesus that was offered for you amen is the eternal spirit who brings what the blood of Jesus that was offered let's see it again verse 9 13 so we are, we are, we are combining scripture with scripture we are in chapter 14 and we are also in Hebrews chapter 9 amen when John chapter 14, we're also in Hebrews chapter 9. So in Hebrews chapter 9, it says, So how much more shall the blood of Christ? How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, you see, it is true, the medium. What, what, what does it mean, through the eternal spirit? It means this is the medium by which it is mediated to you, by which the whatever is contained in this blood is given over to you not so let's see that word again who through the eternal spirit amen i want to break down this thing very well this is foundation not so i want to break it down very well i want our foundations to be sure even more sure amen so Chief, how does the blood of Christ come to you? According to the Bible, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14, how does it come? Through the eternal spirit. Amen. Amen. It doesn't come in any other way. When you say, I plead the blood of Jesus, there's no, there no magic. If, when, when you plead and you pray, I plead the blood of Jesus, how would Jesus answer? Through eternal spirit. <laughs> And where is that spirit? He's in you. Are you born again? He's in you. Amen. So I let me tell you if let me tell you the believer's victory. The believer's victory is if you're able to get in tune with the eternal spirit in you. Because the Bible says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Every time you feel the world is too overwhelming check you are not checking inside well you are, your inside life is not prospering if you allow the internal life to prosper you you will magnify the greater one who is in you amen if you if you allow the if you allow the eternal your eternal life well uh, your your uh, i'm trying to find the word somebody help me the, the your closet life i don't know uh, Help me now. English. <laughs> I'm on my own. <laughs> your, your inside life. And then I try a better email, better, you, you know, to depict what I'm trying to say. If you can, the, your core life, if you can magnify the, your, the, your, your inside relationship with God. In your soul, in your spirit, man. Amen. There's a word that people we used to describe so ourselves sometimes. They call it introvert. An extrovert, not so. Do we do we understand that terminology? Yeah. That when they say somebody is extroverted, they mean the person is outgoing. Is always is always loud, outgoing. Then when they say somebody is introverted, am I communicating? It means the person lives mostly in his mind. Do you get me? He doesn't talk much, but he's really a lot of he thinks he's a thoughtful person. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me tell you the truth. When you magnify your reflection life your introversion life your inside life 
what will happen is that the greater one who is inside you would also be magnified. Am I communicating? But when you magnify what is on the outside, what will be magnified? The world that is on the outside. Amen? When you magnify the outside, what will be magnified? The outside will magnify. What you give attention to more is what will dominate in your mind. So if you give attention more to the things on the outward, on the world, in this world, what will dominate in your mind is the concerns of this world. But if you give attention more to the inside life, to the greater one, to the Holy Ghost who is inside you, all of a sudden you start seeing how magnificent he is. You now start seeing when you give too much attention to him, you now then is then you now realize wow. So it's not just he's one spiritual, but his spirit of wisdom. Only him. His spirit of understanding, only him. His spirit of counsel. He is also spirit of might. Not so? The Bible says though he has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, might. And a sound mind. Are you seeing mind inside? It's all about inside. So both Spirit, heart, mind, inside life. Amen. Amen. If you magnify him there, you'll be magnified in your life. It then that, that scripture will become true to you. That greater is he that is inside, that is in me, than what? Than him that is where? That is in the world. Glory to God. I believe we are being blessed already. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Uh, so for those of us who are just coming, we are, we are talking about Hebrews chapter 9, we're in verse 14, where the Bible says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, that's where we are, we are right now. Mm? We have to break that down where? It means that the blood of Christ is administered through the eternal spirit. That's why the Holy Ghost is so important in your life. Your relationship with the Holy Ghost is too important. Amen. You must have a personal relationship, not so, with the Holy Ghost. You must have a what? A personal relationship. I can't help you, Daryl. No. <laughs> I can preach you and encourage you to go there. Amen. But you must begin to develop what? A personal relationship with the Holy Ghost. It's a, it's a practice thing. Sometimes, how I started, let me just tell you how I started. Sometimes I'll just randomly ask him, What should I When I come back from, I say, What should I do next? Mm-hmm. Yeah, should I go and watch place, go and bath? And I'll, I'll, get a, I'll get a lead in and I'll just obey it. I may be wrong, or later, if I'm wrong, they'll correct me. Mm-hmm. Then I didn't know, I don't know too much. But that's how I started. And do you know the, safe, the safest place to start is with those little things in the house? Yes. The should I wash plates? Mm-hmm. Should I? Should I should I watch my show? That show that has <laughs> been yeah. I, I read the some show I used to watch. I, I, that was one of the times that it was, it was. I now knew that yeah, you know I, I was I was making progress in groups. You know, that show was that show Vampire Diaries. If I why should I even be watching that show in the first place? I don't even know. <laughs> My father, that's it, hook me. Sometimes I will leave I'll leave school early because it's at six o'clock on, on Thursday. <laughs> Even if I have projects. <laughs> that's because I watch my father. So in this season where I was not using Holy Ghost to direct my life when I get home. I started noticing that on Thursday evenings he always be leading me for something else. <laughs> 
I just began to notice that I began to notice that he didn't want me to be watching that show again. But it wasn't easy. He couldn't tell me explicitly because of the way the soul the soul was at that point in time. So if he just came to tell me stop watching that show, I say I'm don't go there, calm down. <laughs> but then what he was now doing was that he was now eating into the show. So he was telling me maybe to do do a chop. Then maybe I'll now watch only half of the show. If it starts like that, only goes is wise too. Yeah. He, he knows he can just take some of your some yes. of the things that you are committed to yes. so much like that. Amen. Yeah. He can't just take them all like that. Mm. So what he will now be doing, he will now start a gradual process of delivering you from your sins. <laughs> Amen. Mm. We have many ex- we have many examples. Mm. Amen. We start a gradual process of delivering us from it, and it's wise. So. Just be, just be following him step by step. Amen. I, am I communicating? Yes. But start, start at home. If you are afraid of committing the big ones to him. Amen. Start small. Because when you build a trust relationship with him, then you'll be able to commit the bigger ones to him. Hmm. But if you are not yet there to commit it, then start where? Start small. When you are hanging out at home, start there. Because is your home not a safe space? Even if you don't, even if you make a mistake, in, it's inside the house, not so. It won't. The, the repercussions are not too too bad. That's a safe place to start. But we must begin to practice what leading, being led by the Spirit is a practice, and it also grows as doctrine is coming, as we're taught on Thursday. Amen. In fact, that's how it grows. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, how many of us believe that this coronavirus thing is going to go away? Mm-hmm. Huh? Before the end of this year, it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 So, uh, we should be safe, right? Cautious. But very soon, it's going to go away. The Lord is our strength. Amen. The Lord is our protection. The Lord is our covering. Amen. Mm -hmm. A thousand shall fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But what will come near you? No. No. Is that not Bible? Are we not believers in the house? Not so. Obviously, we do what we, the safety, we do what we need to do. Amen. Amen. But I already know, I've been following it, that there are, let me, I will explain it to you so that you people will be uh, well versed. There are vaccines out there that have already been proven. In the sense that, when I mean proven, is that now they are testing it, they are in phase three of testing. They are testing it for safety now. They do how they do testing for vaccines is that they do phase one, phase two, phase three. In phase one, they don't, they don't try it on human beings yet. Are you with me? In phase one, they try it on monkeys. Because there are certain there are certain species of monkeys that have similar similar immune system to human beings, so that's phase one. They test it on the monkeys. That's what they said. They were doing that in April, April and May, June. Then when they found out that it works in monkeys, then very likely it can be re- re- reciprocated in a human being. So after that, the phase two now they are now doing a small study about three hundred people that they get to volunteer. They pay them obviously. This study is now if this thing that worked in the monkey in this immune system can work in a human being. That's the phase two. And now, so right now, there are about four or five vaccines around the world. I know one from Oxford University. There are about two or three in the United States. And there's one in China. For the China one. (laughs) 
They say they are <laughs> 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 it's just what they are saying. Amen. That they've done they've passed through phase two, meaning they've tested it on humans and it worked. That's why the one in Oxford now when they even say that it worked so well. It worked. But now they now have to test it on the large study of people. Why the large study of people? Now they, they are testing it on like 10,000, 30,000 people. Why that large study? Because they want to test. They know people have their variations in genetics that you cannot capture in 300 people. That you will capture in a large sample. So now they want to test if it's safe for the general population. If they are, what the side effects are. And that's the last step of the testing. And that's what about, I, I'm sure of two and three of them who are in that phase three of testing of the vaccine. Amen. And so, uh, the, and the way the protocols work, by, by the end of September, we'll know if phase three was successful. And then towards the end of the year, the government regulators, they will have to do their own testing before it's approved for wide, wide scale spread. Amen. Amen. Am, I, am, I, am I blessed somebody? I think this sometimes will deal with some of the excessive fears. God is in control. Amen. I want you to know that. God is in control. Amen. Even also in the meantime, before vaccines, there are some what they call therapeutics that are found to be quite effective. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm just saying all these things so that you know what is going on. So that when you are checking your life in certainty, don't worry. God is in control of your life. And He can't even come near you anyways. But that doesn't mean that we will not follow the safety guidelines. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Can I continue? Yeah. Uh, Hebrews chapter 9, not so? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Blessing, are you blessed? Yeah. Uh, I'm using that phrase a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, uh, How much more shall the blood of Christ... Huh? So how does the blood of Christ come to you? You see, today I want to make it very simple. Uh, through what? And where is the eternal spirit right now? It's inside you. Uh-huh. Amen? Where is it? It's inside you. So it means that the medium by which the blood of Christ, amen, that purges our conscience, that medium, that medium is where? Is inside you and I. Is that not a great testimony? That the way by which salvation is going to come, the way by which eternal redemption is going to come to me is already inside me. Huh? You know, that's why being born again is the most important phase. I can't even talk to you if we are not born again. What? Because uh, what am I speaking to you? I am sprinkling blood to you. Because what is inside the blood is the information. The Bible says, for the life of a being is where? In his blood. It means the information. Because what is life? They call it word of life. The information, the knowledge of a being is in his blood. The genetics of a being is in his blood. What makes God, what makes Jesus behave the way he believes is in his blood. What brings out the personality of Jesus is in his blood. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And do you know what the, the, the will of God for all our lives is? Is that we be conformed to whose image? To the image of the Son. So it means that 
what God's intention is to change your genetics. Amen? Change your blood to the same blood that is in Jesus. That's why we overcome the devil. We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. So it means that the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus contains the information, contains the knowledge, contains the information, contains the knowledge, contains the genetics of Jesus that needs to come into your life for salvation. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, um, you know, I'm going to use a a few examples. All of us here have not yet fully conformed to that image, not so. How do I know? Um, You know, I can. How do I know? I can still tell your mannerisms. I can still tell your blood. (laughs) Amen. Uh, Amen. That's so. How many of us know that? Okay, let me just use two of my daughters for example. Shifra and Pinyi, they are very different. They are very different characters. Amen. And from a mouse away, I will know who is, I will know Shifra and I will know Pinyi. I can tell the difference. <laughs> Amen. Their blood is speaking. Their personality. Their personality tells their blood. Amen. Their personality tells their blood. Amen. Amen. Praise the name. Oh, even let me. Even the two sisters, Shifra and Jinny, there's a difference. <laughs> Amen. They have, they have father and mother, but you know the mix of the genetics between the X chromosome and the Y chromosome. Ah, I'm going into biology here. It's different in both of them. Ah, amen. You can't even tell the thing who showed up in the official expression. So that means they are complex. No. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, so in a sense they have different different mannerisms different personalities but they are close what's bringing them together is Christ amen it's Christ it's Christ let me this, this is an evidence that Christ is beginning to show in your life when you can give up what you want for the other for the greater good that's an evidence you know because what you want is your blood Ah, <laughs> amen. What you want is what is your blood. So when you then they start giving you instructions of giving giving up some things, amen. In exchange for maybe another thing, for something else. What are they trying to train you? They are trying to exchange blood. Yes, that's the reason. When Holy Ghost will now come in, when Holy Ghost starts leading you, you will now notice that some of the leadings are contrary to what you want to do. It means contrary to your blood. For the purpose of what? Through the eternal spirit, it wants to bring another blood. Amen. You see why people run away from Holy Ghost leading? He has an agenda when he's coming. His agenda is to save. It's called the eternal spirit. And he has the... He has the... the he has the... He has the contents of salvation. Amen. Amen. You can see that in the name that they called him in John chapter 14. What was the name they called him in John chapter 14? The spirit of truth. It means truth is the content of what? Of salvation. Hmm? Hello? What is truth? The content of salvation. So they called him the spirit of truth. 
So when it's coming to you, what is it trying to bring to you? The content of salvation. Another word as we have seen here in Hebrews chapter 9 is the blood of Christ. So truth, truth is in, his, is in, whose, is in whose blood? In the blood of Christ. That's why it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It means my nature is truth. My blood is truth. My personality is truth. My genetics is truth. What you find in my blood, my life is truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. What you find in my blood, the life of a being that is in my blood, is called truth. Exactly. The life that is in the life of a being that is in his blood is what is called what? Truth. Amen. Amen. So, excuse me now. Based on what we have read so far, when you are hearing truth, what are you receiving? You are receiving salvation. Another word, you are, also, you are receiving the blood of Christ. Hi. I don't know if you got that. What are you receiving? Excuse me. The blood of Christ. You are receiving the information in the blood. You are receiving the life in his blood. Anytime you are hearing truth. Hi. You're welcome, baby. God bless you. How are you? I'm good. Amen. Are we blessed in the house? Have we started well? Is it simple? Have we seen the coloration? John, John chapter 14, verse 15. Down we read and Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14 also. Amen. I want to make sure we're all on the same page because I want to break into conscience now. Amen. Because the intent of the blood was to do what? Was to purge the conscience. Amen. Mm-hmm. But are you now seeing the call? Why they had to they sent you the Holy Ghost when you were born again? It's because where are they going for? Conscience. Now, what is the next thing after your spirit is conscience? In fact, your conscience is almost the same thing as your spirit man. The only, the only evidence you have that you have a spirit man is your conscience. Because your conscience is the voice of your spirit man. Hi. Your conscience is what? Is the voice of your spirit man. And it's the conscience they were going after. So they have to save your spirit first. So that means they have to send the Holy Ghost first. The, who is called Spirit of Truth. Another word we say, eternal spirit. Amen? Amen. Comparing script, spiritual things with spiritual things, scripture with scripture. Let's see it again. John chapter 14. John chapter 14 from verse 15. I'm going to base, I'm going to foundation here. We are addressing your spirit man and we are addressing your conscience. Amen. Amen. Today. Let me sir, help us read. Verse 15 to, 15 to 17. Okay. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Mm-hmm. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, mm-hmm. that he may abide with you forever. Forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, mm-hmm. because it seeth him not. Not, okay. He that knoweth him. Okay. But ye know him, and he dwelleth with you. 
and shall be in, in you. you. So you see, he shall abide with you forever. So meaning that was confirming that he's eternal. This, com- this being that this comforter is eternal. They now call him the spirit of truth. It means it's the Holy Ghost who comes with truth. That's the content he's coming with. Yep. And then Hebrews chapter 9 says, The blood of Jesus who through the eternal spirit. Amen. It means who through the... So what is this eternal spirit bringing? What is a pipeline to bring a content called the blood of Christ? So this blood of Christ is truth. What is, what is inside the blood of Christ that the eternal spirit is bringing is what? Is truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The life of a being in his, is in his blood. So what is co- the content of the blood of Christ is truth. And that thing, it comes through the eternal spirit, the spirit, even the spirit of truth. So a man who is hearing truth, hearing words, sanctify them, O God, by thy word. Thy word is what? Is truth. What is that man doing? A man who is hearing word, a man who is receiving truth. What is he really doing? He's receiving what? He's receiving truth. What is it again? Say it confidently. He's receiving blood of who? Of Christ. Another word is receiving salvation. Because they call him the eternal spirit. Another, Jesus now says, they, they say concerning Jesus. Let's see it. Is another word they use, eternal salvation. <laughs> Hebrews 5. Okay, let's go there. Let's see it there. Yes. is the author of eternal salvation unto all those that obey him. Are you seeing Bible aligned? The Bible now says in Romans chapter 8, For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. Who is that Spirit of God? Eternal Spirit. Who is that Spirit of God? Spirit of truth. God. Bless you. So when you are obeying, when you are obeying the Holy Ghost, it's the same thing as obeying Jesus. Because what did Jesus say concerning the Holy Ghost? He will take of that which is mine and give it to you. So Holy Ghost brings Jesus to you. Brings Christ to you. That's why it's that, that we should, whenever, every time you remember your salvation experience, the day you go born again, just begin to, that's what you should be rolling on the floor for. Because what, what they just did is that they gave you keys for eternal salvation. It's the Holy Ghost. It's eternal spirit. Now, the, more, the problem is that many people are not using the keys. Many people, Holy Ghost is just dumb. Man. Remember I shared a testimony with Hagin. He's a very, very perfect gentleman. We're not activating him. He's just there every day, waiting for the day that Fulakemi will ring his number. <laughs> And every, I mean, I mean, he's like, I mean, heard of 24 7 on call. Mm. That's Holy Ghost. He's one who invented it. <laughs> Amen. An ever present help in time of need. Comforter. Mm? At 2, 2 a.m. in the morning. At 2 a.m. in the morning. Imagine something happens and you wake up. Whoa, this, he said, Jesus. Is that not you will shout? The next is that speaking in tongues. Who are you calling? Whose number are you calling? Holy Ghost. And he's there, that's him, he's not sleeping. <laughs> he's ready. So we have 
Amen. We have a resource. We, have, we haven't really tapped this resource well. That's, that's what I'm saying. We have not used... And it's there to be used. It's an eternal spirit. There's no way you can... You know, there, you know there's a way you can use me. You can overuse me. I'll wear out. But <laughs> <laughs> Holy Ghost, they call him eternal spirit. You cannot overuse him. You cannot wear him out. So, you know, sometimes... You know, have you ever had this feeling... Uh, have you ever had this feeling that you feel that you are disturbing God? <laughs> have you ever had this feeling that you feel you are disturbing God? That every time God is disturbing God, they must be tired of me in heaven. Hmm? There was a time I was having that feeling. I was like, ah, this heaven, 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 still, they will say this boy, your own is too much. If I say it, will let them know that my own is too much. I, you know what I, I, I say to myself? I was like, they in heaven, they don't need the help. We are the ones who need the help. Huh? We are the ones who need the help here. The angels in heaven don't need the help. Father is sitting on the throne. Heaven is a beautiful place. They're enjoying life. Us here, we, are, we have to fight with Satan. They don't have to fight with Satan. We are the ones that have to fight. So let me disturb them. <laughs> I said, send all the angels. We need all of them. They should just come. Bring Holy Ghost. <laughs> huh? Because where is the help needed? Here. Hmm? Only us, only me, I have to fight demons, I have to fight hateful beds, I have to fight evil spirits, I have to fight peculiar spirits, I have to fight seducing spirits, I have to also fight Satan, both as a serpent and a dragon. Ah uh-uh. ah, please be coming, come and help us. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Don't ever feel you are disturbing heaven too much. Disturb the heaven. Shout, let them come down. We are the ones who need the help. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> I enjoy that's my house sometimes. The family, the neighbors, the family do. It's like, what kind of language is this boy speaking? <laughs> you know, when I speak and I pray sometimes, I don't, most people call up the prayer line. When I'm praying, I'm not praying like, you know. <laughs> it's like shouting. The way, if some people, you know, have come to my house, the way it's like encircled like that. So people who are playing out there, I must say one thing, I say, what are these people thinking? What's going on here? <laughs> but I'm sorry, it's my house. I don't have another house. There's no place I'm going to go and pray the prayer. So if you just endure and manage me like that. <laughs> Amen. 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 Who else am I going to go to? Hmm? Uh, well, okay, yes, I can, there's somebody else I can go to. But it's the person that I call my enemy, so I'm not going to him. So really, who else am I going to go? Who else are you going to go to? Am I communicating? Yes. Amen. I, I wanted to sing. It's just to be clear to us that we only have one option. And who is that option? God. Amen. So, as Jacob wrestled through the night... Hmm? As Jacob wrestled through the night and said, I will not let you go until you bless me. So we are going to wrestle with heaven until heaven blesses us. And our wrestling, we are wrestling out of knowledge now. The wrestling is not just to shout and shout and, you know, the wrestling is word and prayer. Then we mix it with worship. And then we wrestle. 
I will see if God will not come down. Mm. There's a way you worship God. <laughs> like David, David danced. People call him man. God was, God was just, God was just dropping, <laughs> coming down as David was dancing like that. <laughs> Amen. Huh? As David was dancing, you know, you know what his, one of his wives was saying? He's like, this man, this man has gone mad. She was embarrassed. What happened to her? She became barren, not so. So she was looking through the window. Is this, what kind of king? Is this a king? What kind of, what sort of foolish man is this? Looking like one of those foolish men of Israel. David was thinking, I want people to know that I'm really not the king. God is the king. Oh, God is my king. God really is the king. Amen. Those are the three keys to getting heaven. It's not just prayer alone. You will pray, oh, but you will pray. What word does? You will pray with understanding. And you will pray with knowledge. You know what the will of God is, so you know what you are praying. And then you worship God. Amen. You worship. That's the last one, worship. That's the end of the will of God. He's looking for worshippers who worship him in what? Spirit and truth. Are you saying it's the same thing? Word. <laughs> uh-huh. It's word. Word and obedience. Because when they say spirit, it's obedience. Let leading. Those are the two things for salvation. Water and spirit to enter the kingdom. Not so? Uh-huh. So word and spirit. And when that when they say spirit, they say obedience. Everybody say obedience. obedience. Yes, that's the second one. That's the second key. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what Thursday family was saying that doctrine, teaching is leads. Yes. That's where it begins. By by you hearing word, you have begun worship. The worship that God is looking for. Now, after you've heard it, what should you do next? Do it. Then begin to do it. As the spirit is directing, begin to do it. That's worship. You are you are perfecting worship in spirit and in truth. So God wants to save us. How many of us know that we are being saved in this place? Yes. 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 Amen? Amen. Okay. What happens when you get born again? I want to ask some different people so that we, we can come to... Uh, you know, you say today, I want to go down to the base. I want just very down to the base. And we're going to now build up from here. Am I communicating? Um, I'm going to ask three people. What happens when you get born again? Um, Jeannie, I'm going to ask you. Uh, Folakemi, I'm going to ask you. And Ebi, I'm going to ask you. What happens when you get born again? Jenny, go ahead. Um, I'm not really sure the direction is too far. Yeah, you're a politician. My God, Jenny. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Go ahead, Jenny. Go ahead. Born again, your your spirit is um, 
Yes. So you still have the carnal mind, yes, not so? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. But, but something happens yes, to your spirit. Yes, to your spirit. That you can now um you can now access God and you can now access the pathway to God and to to transformation yeah. Praise God. That's wonderful. That's too accurate. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Wow! Hey! forgive you. If Ginny is running for governor, she's running for president. I feel like when you, I, I think you, like I'm just going to relate it to my story of being born again, Thank I guess. You. Yes, yes. Um, I make it very basic. It's, I feel like when you're born again, you give, there's now, you like, you plug in, like you plug the fan connector in the, there is now a source. Mm -hmm. So now you now have a direct channel in which God can now start to affect your life. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. before you were born again, it could be like, oh, maybe external God factor, maybe mm -hmm. God is mm -hmm. externally. Mm -hmm. But when you now do that exchange, it's like yes. now as it's a direct source. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh -uh. yeah go, go, we forgive you. <laughs> I know the same thing, but I want to paint it in. I want to show a different this thing. Yeah, I know why I called you. I know that I know there are different giftings there. Yes, I know you have that. Amen. God will encourage and bless that work in you. There's something God has blessed her with that I've, I've noticed over time, and I want it to grow. I want it to grow. Amen. Follow Kelly. Go ahead. Ah yes, and then. Okay, yes. Okay, yes. Correct. So now you see. So she added something. What did she add? She just explained how what Ginny explained and what EAB explained. So Ginny gave us the understanding, the spiritual understanding. EAB made it practical for us. Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So, what happened when you got born again is that the Holy Ghost came into your spirit and made it alive. That's what happened when you got born again. So now you are now connected with the source. Let's go to, uh, let's see First Corinthians chapter 6. These things, everybody know. I know that most of us already know these things. But let us re-say it. Amen. Let it so you will settle. So that there will be no doubt about your salvation. And do you know, to get born again, you don't need to know what we are teaching to get born again. You don't need to know deep revelation. You don't even need to know that it was through the blood of Christ, through the eternal spirit, to come to purge your conscience, to get you born again. No. 
To get you born again, you just need to believe in who? In Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And you are born again. Anything spirit is quick. What is his name? Quickening spirit. That's another word they used to call him. Everything is quick. So the moment you believe in Jesus, quickness happens. You are made alive. Visitation just happened. Holy Ghost just came into your spirit, man, and made it alive. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. So I'm just going 17. It says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is what? Is one spirit. That's it. So, what, if that is joined unto the Lord is what? So they are talking about your spirit there. Because they say one spirit. So if Holy Ghost, Spirit of God, Holy Ghost, Spirit, Holy Ghost through His Spirit, plus your spirit thing, equals what? One spirit. <laughs> Amen. Equals what? Does that make sense? One spirit. One spirit with him. So connection has, be, has begun. Huh? Amen. Amen. Power has come. Power has come to the house. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you seeing how important that thing is? So you can't even be here if that, if that event has not happened. Now why did... Why the power come to the house? Is to bring the energy into the house. What's the house? The soul. He didn't just come and be one spirit and just to sit down and sleep. <laughs> that's what, that's what, it's okay. He came and gave power. He came and, and he's one spirit with you now. Okay, and so what, are, what is now going? But everything that they are seeing about you is the same thing that they were seeing about you. Before you became one spirit, <laughs> that's terrible. Imagine. Have you noticed? Have you realized that sometimes? If I know for some of us, maybe some of us, maybe we've been going to church since we're young and everything. God bless, bless, bless your heart. God bless you. Thank God for that. Uh, for some of us that were not so privy, that can actually, after you got born again, some of us are still going to the same club. <laughs> Not so. The people who were going to club with, did they know you were born again? If you did not tell them. <laughs> they, <did> not, <laughs> they can't get sick. They all the same. In fact, most of your friends before you got born again, what happened after you got born again? Was it not the same friends? Mm-hmm. Was it not the same slang people use? The same courses? Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? So, what, what, what changed? What changed was something has changed, obviously. Amen. Power has come into you, but it was not being used. It's not being exercised. The reason for which it had come had not been, been, been made known, had not been exercised. I'm looking for the word, had not been administered. Amen. Had not yet been administered unto the house, which is your soul. Amen. Which is your soul. That is the house that God wants to dwell in. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are we blessed in the house today? So, we all know what happened the day we got born again now. Hmm? 
are we seeing such why it's such a great miracle that event that can never be taken lightly thank jesus that i'm born again yes it's the reason why we also have to love the saints they are also born again hmm? but many of them are struggling do you get me where's the struggle now soul yeah that's where the struggle is but last last we thank god they are what they are born again amen so the purpose of getting you born again hmm, is for the next level what's the next level to save your soul amen And the Bible did not say that the whole heaven rejoices when one spirit is born again. I don't know if you get me. But it says when a soul is when a soul is saved, that's when they rejoice. Now, you know that the whole heaven just doesn't rejoice anyhow. It means that something significant has happened. It means something that is hard, that is rare, that's scarce as of called. It means, because think about it, millions of people get born again every day, to be honest. There are about 2.4 billion Christians who believe in Jesus. And even the Catholic people that some people don't like, they are born again, let me just tell you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> even the select people. Whose name are they singing in? Just that something is wrong with the order of, of this thing, service in the soul. But that is soul business, not spirit business. They believe in Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> And it cannot be taken away from them. Yes. How do I know? I know one of the pastors in Redeem who passed this now with another parish. Uh, when I was helping him when they were trying to start that parish, uh, uh, praying with him, and he was just telling me his story. He came from Select. He came from Select Church. So, uh, with greater understanding, uh, he now left. But they were born again there. He didn't have to now re reborn again when he entered again. <laughs> Not to. He just needed to correct some things, some doctrine. That's it. So thank God for salvation. And may, long may, may He just continue to prosper upon the face of the earth. Amen. Amen. But then heaven doesn't quite rejoice. They rejoice, but then the real rejoicing that they noted in the scripture was for soul. It means that. To save a soul is a is a mission impossible. Do you get me? Right? Right, Chidima? To save a soul is an impossible task. How do I know it's impossible? Just think about all of us here that we're in the process of our souls being saved and all the hassles we've gone through already. Mm. <laughs> and we haven't finished. Just think about it. Think about even to even come here first for so salvation. <laughs> what you have to overcome? So what are they preaching themselves? What are they saying in that place? Am I complicated? Think about the, the struggles, the, the, the labor. Aliora, are you behaving yourself? Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. Praise God. 
So soul salvation. Soul salvation. Can we say soul salvation? Soul salvation. Yes. It's it's a difficult task to achieve. Amen? Amen. And I'll prove to you again why it's a difficult task to achieve. Because so death was also a difficult task for Satan to achieve in man. Hmm? You ask me why. Adam fell, did he not fail? Did he not fall? But the Adam, after he fell, did he go and hang out with Satan and say, okay, Satan, believe in me. No, where did he still go back to? To God. <laughs> eh? There was Cain who went to Satan. Then Seth came, and men began to call upon the name of the Lord again. Are you seeing the problem? To kill soul. So, Satan had killed their spirit. That's what he killed. He totally killed and seared their, their spirit. But then their soul was still responsive to God. It means their conscience was still responsive to God. It was their conscience that made them to go and hide when God was coming. Guilty conscience. So it means they still have life in that soul. Mm-hmm. Satan has been trying to kill man. It has been a project. He tried to kill. He almost succeeded in this of Noah. Except one. Barring one. Noah. <laughs> yeah? He had killed this, he had almost succeeded totally in the days of Noah, barring Noah. Then God used Noah to restart things again. Then Satan came again and was trying. Then, in fact, by the time Jesus was to come, he can almost say that Satan has succeeded in killing the souls of men, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Men were weak. While we're yet sinners, when we're weak, that's when Christ came to die for us. Am I communicating? So Christ came to die, not just for the spirit man only, but also for the soul. Because who was weak? The spirit was dead, but who was weak? The soul too was weak. Praise the name of the Lord. Is this not joyful? It's joyful news. Amen. Amen. So salvation is not complete until soul is saved. Now, in a sense, you can say, what do I mean by that? Yes, I am born again. Salvation is not complete. Yes, for your spirit, salvation is complete. So you can, you can, legally, you can legally argue that my salvation is complete. And you can legally argue that you have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But where? Because we are not seeing it at all. Yes. Though you are confessing it, mm-hmm. but we are not seeing it. Mm-hmm. And that confession is accurate. Am I communicating? Yes. Because it is indeed Holy Ghost, who is the righteousness of God, yes. is in your spirit. Yes. So it's an accurate confession. But if you are, we are not seeing it. Yes. <laughs> you are not. You are not doing it. Mm-hmm. We are not seeing it. And who is the doer of you? Your soul. Soul is your decision maker. Soul is where the will, the will resides. Yes. Amen. Yes. Excuse me. Uh, blessing, if you decide you are not doing something, I'm just, I'm just, just, if you decide you are not doing something, can I force you? No, wait, wait, what's, what's the thing speaking in you? Your will, you have decided. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. <laughs> I can beg you, I can run the floor for you, but if you have decided, you have decided, there's nothing I can do. 
There's nothing I can do. You have decided your will is so strong, is it resides in your soul. And that's where that's why sometimes God will be talking about having a contrite heart, a broken spirit. Because if your will is too strong, Kai. If your will is too strong and God doesn't have it, you are in trouble. Begin to pray. There's nothing anybody can do for you, really. If your will is too strong that there's nothing anybody can say to you as instruction that you will take it. Because you already decided. It's not a good place to be. It's good to be meek. It's good to be humble. It's good to be open to, to suggestions for directions of righteousness. Will is... Now, imagine if God gets your will. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you seeing why heaven rejoices when a soul is saved? They've gotten what, what? Imagine if God gets your will for you. What has just happened is what Jesus's prayer, God's prayer, has come to pass. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in, in on the heaven. Now, who has dominion over the earth? Man. If man doesn't do will on earth, the will will never be done on earth. So, if God has control over your soul, your will, what has just happened? His will has been done on earth as it is in heaven. It means the will of God has come to pass. So when people ask me, why so? And also, that's why Satan fights this doctrine more. Because it's in this doctrine, the doctrine of Christ, that God takes permanent control, takes the seat of authority in your heart. Then what will happen is that what you begin to express is what God wants expressions. Mm. Is God's right, 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 what God thinks is right. Mm. Meaning God's righteousness mm. is now being done. Mm. Amen. Amen. Don't you want to come to that place? Excuse me. Isn't that a good place to come to? That God will sit in your heart. Is your heart to become his throne? No stress. That your desires will become his desire. No conflict. Are you seeing that pleasure? Are you even seeing the pleasure that? Are you not? I, I right now as I'm talking, I'm imagining the pleasure that God is having. In just this words being spoken. In God's, God is what God is seeing here right now is potentials. That would can do his will, mm. do his pleasure. Now, excuse me, what is kingdom of God? Is the will of God. That's why it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Now, let me explain it again. What is will of God? Will means my pleasure, my desire. Now, Amen. The Bible says that the enemy shall not exact upon us, not so. It means when the enemy's pleasure is done in us, when he's exacting upon us, what happens? His dominion is exacting upon us. That's why he call it the world. They call it the, they call him the god of what? Of this world. Meaning his dominion is being done on this world. He's being exacted in this world. Now, kingdom of God means dominion of the king. That's all it means. It means what? King dominion. King's dominion. Kingdom. Amen. 
Are we blessed in the house? King what? King dominion. Hi. That's what that's all kingdom is. And where where is dominion? Not in your spirit. If dominion was in your spirit, we'll not be having this conversation now. Because who, who are you one with? Holy Ghost. If dominion is in your spirit, what you, all you'll be doing is Holy Ghost. And it's clear we're not all doing Holy Ghost. So it means dominion where you express, where you make decisions, where you decide what to do, what not to do, is not in the spirit, but it's in the soul. So actually, without being, your soul being saved, your soul will become the hindra of your spirit. It is. That's what happens. I mean, sometimes maybe you have some leading, some leading in your spirit. But by the time you check the rationale on the earth, you calculate the 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 balance of the how earth is. You say no, girl. Not so. You by the time you think about what, okay, what my parents would think that I'm just making this decision. What my my friends would think. What this one would think. That's the world around you, right? Also, your environment. And I say, God, man, I, I love you. We are trying. See, we are trying. It <laughs> <laughs> just understand. <coughs> mm-hmm. This this happened to me many many years. You know, in two thousand and six. In two thousand and six, I had a swimming accident, and I was in coma for two weeks. I was dead and gone in coma. That was just before I started my undergrad university. When I came out, I knew it was God who saved me. Mm-hmm. You get me? I was living in the southeast side of Edmonton there. Then I kind of needed. So there was one time, actually downtown, because we had moved. It was after that we moved, in, around stadium. So I, I was outside one day. I knew it was God who saved me. So I, you know, literally, I started opening Bible and that kind of thing. So, <laughs> no, I didn't have a choice, but I made a choice, and it was the wrong choice. Because what happened was that. Uh, the Lord spoke to me. If I clearly remember, that was the first time I felt the Lord speak. He spoke to me about me following Him, mm-hmm. following Jesus, following Him. Mm-hmm. You get me? And I was just looking. Then my my brothers were, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was just looking at all my so and I was like, I just looked at everything. I was like, Jesus. I I thought I knew it was Him. I told Jesus, uh, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and for over two years. I, I I actually was not following. Mm. But God is merciful. While I was in school, God sent a Christian mm. to the school that became my friend. <laughs> it became my friend. It just so much for some reason. All of us, it was, it was a Christian, a very strong Christian. Uh, almost like a pastor in the church I was going to Edmonton, doing serving. Almost like a Bra Olu in Rema. That's how he was in his church. And he was just friending us, like me, my brothers, and someone just hanging out with us at school. And he was especially, you know, concerned about me, talking to me. Ah, another one too, there's another lady too, young white lady, who was now became my friend too. Mm-hmm. Ah, just, and they were just spending that. They were just hanging out, even though I was not interested in Jesus anything. But Jesus was just sending them. To sow seed. To sow seed, to sow seed, to sow seed, until the thing germinated. Amen. Yeah. But why did I reject? Even though I knew it was him speaking, why did I reject it at that hour? I rejected it because I looked at the world. I looked at the Canada I was in. I looked at the Edmonton. 
you know there's the, there was, there's the spirit there's an atmosphere in this land that, that is ungodly that doesn't allow that doesn't it looks like it's not not permitting of christian things i don't know i thought you know there are two things i noticed about Edmonton. i was like i thought when i left nigeria i i was done with power poles it was never pole because that was the first thing <laughs> That's the first major thing I was disappointed with. So I came to Edmonton. Ah, so there's power poles here. Yeah. I thought they had everything underground because you know when we're back home, we'll be hearing things about abroad, about US, about Canada. That everything is underground. You will see all these Nepal, all these all these power poles. Sorry, I use the word Nepal. But all these energy poles going from pole to pole. You won't see all of that here. You are in Canada. I came. I saw the thing everywhere. I was going. I was seeing it. I was like, ah, what is going on? Is this- <laughs> Am I really abroad? <laughs> So that was all the major things I struck. But the second major thing I struck was how ungodly the place was. Mm. How on Sunday the place is quiet. Nobody's going to church. Nobody's at home in their house indoors. I was like, hi. I was now looking at all those arrangements in the new land. And Jesus is now saying I should follow him. I was like, how am I going to follow you in this kind of a place? This kind of arrangement. Amen. So what was speaking, what was happening was that the, what the world, amen, was taking me away from what God was saying, mm. what the Spirit was saying to me. Mm. Amen. Ah, mm. huh? was the reason I like this song. No mountain you won't climb up, shallow you won't climb up. Coming after me. Uh-huh. I love that song because that's exactly what he did for me. He was sending emissaries <laughs> to the school. <laughs> We must get this chance back again. Oh, <laughs> we were sending the mysteries to the school of different of different races. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. At the time, there was one dating a, a white lady uh, who was Dutch that the family lived in Haiti. That they were a Christian family. It was all God. <laughs> it was all God trying to reach me. No, it's not. I, I, That's I, a new story. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't say But it was I was saying that It was all God It was all God trying to reach To reach me Amen I really felt that they welcomed me into their home I used to come there all the time And I knew that, obviously now I know that the relationship Was not because of that and anything It was just, it was really because to just God was just trying to, try their victim To reach me, thank God he won <laughs> Thank God he won. Amen. It was a battle, but he won. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So are you now seeing how your soul can be so strong? Your soul can resist God. Is your soul, not your, your spirit. And many, do you know there are many Christians, let me just say the truth, Whose souls are resisting God? Many, actually, majority. Whose souls, meaning they are weak. But their souls are resisting God. Many. Even amongst us, there are still dimensions where we still resist God. Do you know God is a good God, though? Amen. He's only looking for the best for you. Mm-hmm. You don't know what is best for yourself. Mm-hmm. Amen? Yeah. Now, for example, um, for young people, if I know what's best for you, 
and I know that, right? And I know that you, what you are, what you think is good for you is not good. Hmm? When you begin a relationship with me, like you want to know me more, you want to what was the first thing I'll be trying to do? What's the first thing I'll try and do to show you how my way is better? It's not because I want to prove that my way is better. Just to show you how I've been living a certain kind of life. Amen? That over time has manifested fruits. Amen? If you want to do a scientific study, God has been living a certain kind of life that has kept him alive for an eternity past. Kept him alive. Why he created a made man. Angels were worshipping him even before he made man. He was there. He made man. He was there. Kingdoms came. All those kingdoms that came in Noah's time. After Noah. In Noah's time, flood took them. God still remained. Babel. They went to build the Tower of Babel. What happened? They built the Tower of Babel. It was scattered. Who remained? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous went into it and they are saved. After that, another kingdom came, Egypt. They even housed, they took the people of God. They housed them and kept them as slaves. Almost boasting, like, God, come and do what you want to come and do. Uh, is fear alive today? <laughs> but who, who is still calling upon the name of the Lord? So who is strong? Whose life is better? Whose life has been more tested? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Roman Empire came. They even killed the God self. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, this one, they called those them their rod or their iron. They were the iron of the beast that, that Daniel, Daniel saw. Daniel saw a head of gold, that was Babylon. Daniel saw a, a chest of silver, that was the kingdom of Persia and Midian. Daniel saw uh, a belly of, of brass, that was the Grecian kingdom. And then Daniel saw the ties of iron, that's, that's the Roman Empire. Then Daniel saw the feet, iron mixed with clay. That's why the parts of the Roman Empire still exist in terms of their wisdoms and some of the things they established in of governance. It's in Roman Empire that they started Senate, democracy of senators. Amen. They call it the, the last kingdom, part iron and partly clay, and they shall not mix. That's the kingdom we are in. That's the Western civilization that we're in right now. Then the Bible now says in Daniel chapter 2, verse 44, that it is in the days of these kings that the Lord God of heaven shall set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. So it means the last kingdom will not just be one king, it will be kings. The other ones was one king. Caesar was Roman Empire. The Grecian was what's his name again. They were there. They had their king. Then the Persian was those they, they would call them Xerxes and Darius. All those ones were kings of Persia. That they used to call themselves King of Kings and Lord of Lords. <laughs> and where are they today? Where well, yeah, come and king it now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, with that, they say, when they're addressing those kings, sexes, they say, King, they call them King of King Love. I, 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 come now, King Gate, come on, King of Black men are not okay sometimes. Men are not okay. That kingdom perished as well. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. My daughter. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Ellie, how are you? Aliera? Uh-huh. 
Yes. <laughs> Praise God. So what is God after? After you get born again. Amen. Are you with me? I'm going to ask some people now. Aban, what is God after when you get born again? What is God after? God. Yes, after you get born again. What is he after next? Oh, what is he after? Yes. Uh, to save my soul. To save your soul. Amen. That's it. To save your what? Your soul. Now, we've defined soul is where your willpower is. Not so I'm taking and just I'm, allow me, I'm just taking it slowly. Yeah, because these are foundations that must be set right. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, because where is what is what resides in your soul, your heart and your mind? Am I communicating? What connects your spirit to your soul is your conscience. That's why you hear the voice of your conscience. It's just a little bit below your heart. It's almost like so very close to your heart. You hear it down. It's here that you hear your conscience. Around here, down here, that you hear your conscience. Around the heart area. It means that the conscience is connected with the soul, but the conscience is also connected with the spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. So salvation of the soul begins by purging your conscience. Yeah. It begins by purging your conscience. And what purges your conscience is what? The blood of Christ. And what is in that blood? Truth. Amen. So some of you will live here. Now your conscience will be better. During the week, when you are now making decisions... What happens? You just remember Femi's face sometimes. What is it? What would you now do? You now arrange yourself. Just let me just. Let me better behave myself. Am I communicating? Is that not a good thing? What happens? Your conscience will just. Is the good? Your conscience will begin to pick you. Arrange yourself, fool. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I just been making it practical how these things happen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You begin to watch yourself more. Your conscience begins to watch your, yourself more. Amen. Because of the words that have been spoken unto you. It means purging has happened. You begin to check your order more. So now, you know sometimes we say a lot about what you watch, be careful. Now, some of you, when you're watching movies too much, what's happening to you? What's happening to you? <laughs> you start feeling bad by yourself. Before, you don't used to feel bad though. <laughs> uh, but because some people have said some things, they think it's there. After you watch movie one, movie two, movie three, hey, why did I waste my life? <laughs> uh, do you know how much scripture I could I just have been reading just right now? Uh, is that how you feel? Yeah. What has happened to you? Conscience is being purged. Yes. Amen. I'm making it practical now. You know, so? this, is the, this is the practicality of being saved. What, it, what, it, what begins to happen in your life, in your day-to-day life. You begin to check yourself more than you used to check yourself before. It's your conscience that's alive. It's checking, yourself, checking you more. Mm-hmm. Praise the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that even started in church. Yes. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I believe I'm I'm rounding up. I'm close to rounding up. Are we blessed in the house this morning? Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. 
all adoration be unto your holy name. Thank you for this blessing. Thank you for blessing our spirits even today. I believe some of us, our spirits have been rejuvenated. We now know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. Thank you, my father. Can we go to John chapter 3? Let's see it there. Everything I've been saying, Jesus said it. John chapter 3. I read from verse 1. Are we there? Are we in the house together? Amen. Are we blessed? You are blessed. Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. John chapter 3. I'm reading from verses 1. It says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Not so? So Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews. So first of all, <laughs> the guy wanted to know what Jesus was all about. Thank you. That is a lot to oh, It's very it's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> You do exceeding and abundant. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, first of all, he was a Pharisee. Amen. He came to inquire about certain things. Amen. Amen. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, why by night? He was ashamed to see him in the, during the day. <laughs> Amen. As I said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Very verily I say unto, him, unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now there are two things there. Jesus had, Jesus had discernment. Hmm? This man, he had a question in his heart that brought him to Jesus. He knew that Jesus came from God. And he's a teacher of the law. Jesus knew what problem he was having on understanding the law. And the problem he was having was understanding the reign of the Messiah and the kingdom of God. When the Messiah will come and establish the kingdom, referring it to Israel. That was the big question of the Pharisees. So Jesus already knew what he came for. So this man believed Jesus that he was a man from God. So if you're a man from God, it means that you know certain things that God wants to do. And I have questions about what God wants to do concerning Messiah and concerning his kingdom rule. But what were they thinking that kingdom was Israel? They are Israel. You get it. So immediately Jesus answered the question of his heart. But Jesus, you know, Jesus is not a man that can lie. He didn't answer it as per what he was expecting. Maybe he was expecting that Jesus would answer him concerning kingdom and Israel when the Messiah will come. No, Jesus answered him about how kingdom, kingdom is not of this world, it is, is not of meat and drink, but of what? Of righteousness, peace, and joy in all in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So, he now says, let's watch this. He now says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Very verily I say unto thee, 
Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's it. Are you saying that? So, except you are one spirit with the Holy Ghost, you cannot see the you cannot see what the kingdom is about. You cannot see that you cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Meaning you cannot you don't have access to begin to receive the content, amen, that brings the dominion of God in you. Amen. amen. Because in verse 5, he now answered what is the content that brings that dominion. Well, that makes a man enter. And we're in the house today. He says, except a man be born again, he cannot see. Amen. Now, who is speaking here? Jesus. Now, somebody else will now rebalance me and say that it is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Can somebody find that scripture? Let me go and show you what, what they're talking about. Because that, it was, <laughs> you know, so we now use that to say no. And that one is easy. Once you get born again, we the kingdom. No. This is God speaking. Jesus, not so. In your Bible, they put it in red. It means that being born again means you have not entered the kingdom yet. But you can see the kingdom. The moment people see this thing and they will now start, they will start responding properly. To, <laughs> to teaching to water and spirit because that's what it would take to enter the kingdom amen where is that? you know Luke Luke 12 32 let's go there so that we can address that thing because that's the, the only scripture that many people will see and they used to counter me and say that no, we already entered the kingdom. Whereas God has said that we have not entered the kingdom yet. <laughs> God said that we have not entered the kingdom yet. You are saying you are in the kingdom. He also says, by much tribulation, you shall enter the kingdom. But I want to go and visit that verse because Jesus was saying something in that verse. That when you will understand, that verse is even harsher than John chapter 3. <laughs> that what Jesus was describing was even more harsher than John chapter 3. Amen. <laughs> is it Luke? Luke 12. Let's address it. What verse did, I, did we say it was? 30. Okay, so let's read it. Verse 32. Fear not. That was the conclusion. Fear not, little flock. For what happens? For it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He was comforting them because of what he has been saying. Now let's see what he has been saying. Let's start from verse 22. Let's see what he has been saying. Then you now know <laughs> why he had to comfort them. Because it was almost sounding as though the father did not want to give them the kingdom. <laughs> he now had to tell them, fear not. Let's, can, are we there? Let's read it together. For verse 22, what does he say? Femi, help us read. Verse 22. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Yea. What you shall eat, what, neither for the body what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than remnant. Consider the reverence. Are you seeing the demand? Why won't he comfort them? <laughs> By thinking, continue, sir, sorry. Consider the reverence for the neither sow nor reap, which neither has storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. 
how much more are you better than the fowls? Mm -hmm. And which of ye, with taking thought, had a stature one cubit? If ye then not be able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I see unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of those. If then God so clothes the grass, which is to the day in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye little faith, of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat, or what you shall drink, neither be, be ye doubtful of mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye for the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Then he now says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Seeing what you seeing what he was addressing, taking thought for your life. He says, Rather seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's the order. So but come on. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? So it means they are connected. Seeking righteousness. Now, feel me. Uh, this doctrine of Christ, what's another word that we call the doctrine of Christ? We call it the word of righteousness. Hebrews 5, the last verse, or two verses about to the end. They call it what? The word of righteousness, this doctrine of Christ. You know, so meet Christ. That's what you should seek ye first. And all other things shall fall on to take no thought for your life. Not so. I use that. Then he now says, Fear not. Don't be afraid on this, of this journey. Are you with me? Amen. I'm rounding up now. Don't be afraid of this journey. For what? Actually, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But some things need to be taken out. Some filthy rag righteousness needs mm. to be taken out and replaced with God's righteousness for you to live in God's dominion. Mm. Amen. So, this is, Satan is terrible. Now, some people are saying that sometimes Satan can even use scripture, quote scripture to you to stop you from, from, your, from your destiny. This is one of the scriptures that Satan can use a lot of the time to stop believers from learning Christ to enter kingdom. I, is it not clear? I, I mean, don't we know the scripture? But have you ever connected that this scripture was talking about, was connected with take no thought for your life? You've never, whenever you hear this scripture, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You never hear of the other side, the story. <laughs> huh? Am I communicating? Did you not, am I communicating? You don't hear of the background story. Of how Jesus came about to saying that statement. So, you know, the enemy will just pick one little this thing and it will veil you. So, because some people believe that when they already enter kingdom, why should they come and learn? Hmm. Even me, if you have entered kingdom, why should I come and teach you? You have entered kingdom now. There's nothing I'm not here in the dominion of God. Why, why am I teaching again? <laughs> so, anybody that says sometimes that uses that as an excuse, that I'm weak. <laughs> I just say, I'm done. Just, I'm dead. <laughs> What do you want to say again now? They say, the person feels there's already a kingdom. What, what can I say? How can I help the person again? 
when the person feels they already attained, they already enter kingdom. That is the father's good pleasure. Is is simple. What well, so they take they connote from that that is simple. It's the father's good pleasure. Why are you struggling? Why are you why are you putting too much work? Why are you laboring these people? <laughs> it was also said to me once long time ago. The James, you are dreaming this trailer like soldiers. <laughs> and that's go Saturday morning for me today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, but if I did not believe what I was saying, I would continue now. If God did not show me that, look, I am born again, it's for me to do something. It's for me to take the content that the born again brought. That the spirit that, 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 that makes me born again brought. Take his content. It's called spirit of truth. Take his content to enter the kingdom of God. Now, if I refuse that, is, I, I mean, is it God you have cheated? No, you have cheated yourself. Amen. And for, fortunately, sometimes you can also cheat others if that's what you are preaching. What you have done is that you have placed a veil. Amen. So, once, if, if somebody leaves the ministry and thinks that he doesn't need to do anything again, once say forever saved, I don't need to do anything, I'm just going to church. Is like I'm going to church, so uh, it's like I'm doing God a favor by going to church. <laughs> you are not really going to church to go and learn. Not so. Because I read, I'm already okay. I'm already once say forever saved. I don't have a problem. What has happened? Serious errors occurred. You begin to see, you begin to see teachings, you begin to see doctrine, you begin to see God from a different light, from where you ought not to be seeing it. Amen. So these things need to be addressed. Because I know some of these things are still in our minds. Yeah, but why, why this part? Yeah, I know it says with more tribulation you enter the kingdom. But it's the Father's pleasure. It's not that difficult. Uh, but understand the scripture. All the scriptures are the same now. Are you not seeing that all the scriptures are the same? It is with more tribulation we enter the kingdom. It's the same as Luke chapter 12. <laughs> because to enter the kingdom, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Are you, is that not a tribulation? Because many, of, many times, are we not seeking many other things? Aha. So the scripture, the scripture is aligning. There's no, there's, no, there's no contradiction at all in the whole Bible. So the reason why contradiction will come is because of lack of understanding, darkness of heart. To interpret the scripture in the wrong way by not connecting it to what the Lord is saying. Now, if the Bible says you seek ye first, it means if, if somebody tells you to seek something, now the day you got born again, was that really a seeking? You just you love Jesus and you receive Jesus also. To seek means they say seek and you shall find. To seek. Are you how many of us that watch ultimate search? Is it an easy job? Is it just something that you don't wake up in the morning and bam, the thing you just find that treasure? <laughs> I know back in Africa, they do ultimate search, they have all those shows that you'll be searching for all those kind of and we used to love those kind of shows. Or lost or what's the one they, in America that they do? Um somebody help me, I know you can watch these shows now. Amazing race, thank you. Amazing race. There's another one too. They do that one in Australia or something like that. I think there's another all those kind of things with seeking all those things they they, they thrill us. Survival, that's another one. Those things they thrill us. When you are searching for something, you're trying to survive in the, you know, this thing, you're trying to seek, seek, seek. So seeking, seeking is not getting born again. That's different. You get born again to come and seek. Thank you, sir. You get born again to come and seek ye first in the kingdom of God. 
That's why without being born again, you cannot seek. Because take K out of the seek. What does it become? C. Praise God. Well, it says, uh, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So, when you are born again, you begin to see, is now for seeking. Now, let's close in John chapter 3, since we've settled that. Let's go to John chapter 3. Uh, now, we'll continue. It says, from verse 3, Very, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? How can he enter... Just say, man, this guy's not understanding. I can't. So we we'll start to start giving it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me just <laughs> let me just go for that. For the sake of James, who is coming out here, let me just go for that and just explain the thing well. Verse 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man who is talking here. God is talking. God is telling you that you cannot enter his kingdom except you be born of what? Water and spirit. Is that not clear? God is saying to you that you cannot enter his kingdom. Except you be born of water and spirit. But first, God said to you, you can't even see the kingdom that you are talking with. Don't let's not talk about enter. You cannot see it except you are born again. That's why I say that if you are not born again, there's no need for me talking to you, teaching, teaching truth to you. Because the first thing is that except a man be born again. Go and receive Jesus. But that one is instant. So if someone comes here and is not born again, and the person gets born again, then you can preach, you can just keep going. <laughs> you can start from there. Amen. So you cannot see the kingdom. But now, to enter kingdom, God is saying water. And we know what the water is. Not so is the word, which is the truth. Which is truth, not so. And spirit is the leading. Spirit is the obedience. So is knowledge and truth. Amen. Sorry, knowledge and obedience. As those priests in the Old Testament, they used to have two things on their chest called Urim and Tunim. It's called light and perfection. Light is knowledge. The entrance of his word bringeth light even unto the, even, uh, unto the simple. Not so. Light is knowledge. Light is word. Light is truth. Perfection. What makes you perfect is when you go ahead and do it and obey it. He leads you. You say, unto all this eternal salvation. Another word for eternal salvation is eternal perfection. A man who is perfect is saved. Eternal perfection unto all those that do what? Obey him. So what would take you from light to perfection is your obedience. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Can we begin to appreciate God in the house uh, today? Thank you, Holy Spirit. We worship. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim.